you're listening to a message from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, that creates space for people to practice the ways of Jesus together. Welcome, Kaleo. Go ahead and find a seat. We'll start here in just just a moment, let you get situated, try not to let you freeze to death. We're so weak. Feel free to move some chairs around if you need to do that. You good there? All right. Well, welcome to Ash Wednesday, the second Lent of a global pandemic of the 21st century uh, begins today, which is pretty wild. Um, This morning I was talking with my friend Marco here in the back, and, and we were talking about the season of Lent and how, how unique it is that uh, the pandemic has felt a lot like a year of Lent, a year of uh, denial, a year of fasting, a year of going without, a year of being in the wilderness with Jesus. And so what would be then unique about this season of Lent that begins on this Ash Wednesday when we've been living in a season of Lent? And, and, and I think Marco said it best. He, he was talking about how the, the reality is we actually get to choose this one. Uh, the, the Lent that is the global pandemic was thrust upon us. Uh, we didn't have an option uh, in the midst of all of that. But this time we get to choose. And, and not just that we get to choose to like suffer, yay, that sort of thing. But we get, we get to choose to follow Jesus into the wilderness of this season of repentance, of reflection, of self-denial, and really of, of dying and rising again with Jesus as it culminates in Easter. And, and so the invitation on a night like tonight is, is to allow ourselves to freely choose that we want to enter into this season uh, to, to go with Jesus into the wilderness, to meet him there and to see what he might have for us. And so that's, that's what we begin on this Ash Wednesday um, when, when we come to grips with the reality that has been all around us as Half a million people have passed away because uh, of the pandemic at this point in time. We're, we're familiar with mortality. We are familiar with that we are from the dust and to dust we shall return. Um, and, and this is an opportunity to situate that into a walk with Jesus. And so that's the invitation here tonight. What we'll do is we'll, we'll lead us through a few different prayers, and then we'll create some space for some silent prayer um, as we make each movement. And, and those will be prolonged movements of silence for you to j- just sit in that space. Um, honestly, it may feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, I think there's just the reality, too, that we don't even know how to be silent much anymore. And so we would love to create the space for us to sit in that space. We'll, we'll, we'll guide you and prompt you on what to reflect upon and, and do in that place. But we, we invite you um, to meet with Jesus there. Uh, he wants to meet us already. So... Let, let, me, let me pray for us, and then I'm going to read some scripture, and then I'm going to usher us into some silence. Almighty and everlasting God, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our sin may obtain of you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. This is Joel 2, 
12 through 18, a common passage read on Ash Wednesday. This is, what the, this is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing and your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. Blow the ram's horn in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children, and even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from a private room. Let the priests who minister in the Lord's presence stand and weep between the entry room to the temple and the altar. Let them pray. Spare your people, Lord. Don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? Then the Lord will pity his people and jealously guard the honor of his land. This is an invitation to the observance of Lent. Dear people of God, the first Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's death and resurrection. And it became the custom of the church to prepare for them by a season of repentance and fasting. This season of Lent provided a time in which converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when those who, because of notorious sins, had been separated from the body of the faithful and were reconciled by repentance and forgiveness and restored to the fellowship of the church. Thereby, the whole congregation was put in mind of the message of pardon and absolution set forth in the gospel of our Savior and of the need which all Christians continually have to renew their repentance and faith. And so I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church, to the observance of a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word during this season. In order to set the stage for a period of prayer and silence, I'm going to read to you uh, a liturgy from an Instagram account called the Black Liturgies. So you could check that out at Black Liturgies if you want, and uh, I'll usher you into that space. Here's what they write. God of the ashes, today, let us hold the tension of the miracle of our making, born of the dirt, beautifully connected to the earth we walk on, and yet the tragedy of the curse, that we exist in societies marred by injustice, cruelty, neglect, and greed. Help us to see our own role in the decay of the world, that as we push back evil, we might become people capable of admitting those secret evils which dwell in us. And as we name how we've been complicit in the ashes of this world, help us to bear them in hope, believing the pain of the world will not always be so. Let us move toward liberation and solidarity with the suffering and the ache of the world, knowing you are a God who has always been sacred in the dust. I want you to inhale with me and say these words in your heart. I will hold the pain of the dust. And then exhale out, God, make beauty from ash. 
I will hold the pain of the dust. God, make beauty from ash. Let's sit in a posture of prayer.
As we move out of a moment of silent prayer, we will now pray the prayer of repentance. The season of Lent is a time of prayer and fasting and self-examination and repentance for all followers of Jesus. It's something to remember as we lead up into Easter and the journey that we collectively go together. It's a journey from recognizing our sinful nature and our need for a savior to the cross of Jesus Christ. So this prayer of repentance is gonna be a bit more interactive. It's gonna be on the screen and we're gonna read it together. When you see the words in red, that's what we collectively say together. So we begin. A litany of repentance. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. And so we say together, have mercy on us, Lord. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, Lord. We confess to you, Lord, all of our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives. We confess to you, Lord, our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our exploitation of other people. We confess to you, Lord, our anger at our own frustration and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves. We confess to you, Lord, our imperative love of worldly goods and comforts and our dishonesty in daily life and work. We confess to you, Lord, our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us. We confess to you, Lord. Accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrongs we have done, for our blindness to human need and suffering and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Accept our repentance, Lord, for all false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts towards our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us. Accept our repentance, Lord, for our waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us. Accept our repentance, Lord, restore us, good Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Favorably hear us, for your mercy is great. Accomplish in us the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world. Amen. Now you may sit and receive as I read Psalm 51 over us. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. 
It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Once again, I invite you into a moment of silent prayer. And I invite you to lean into the discomfort of silence. Resist the temptation to speak or to have a wandering mind. Let us sit with Jesus in the wilderness together.
the silence is, uh, it feels a bit unnatural, doesn't it? Especially when you go to a service, if you're used to going to church services, whatever expression uh, that might look like. There's an uncomfortable feeling that we have at times when we're quiet, whether there's noise going around or beautiful music or cars passing. It does something, and I think most of us, because we are human, uh, we get this feeling in our minds and in our bodies that wants to do anything but be quiet. But in the stillness and in the quiet, God speaks. It might be a whisper at first, might be a nudge or just a feeling you have in your own soul, but God has something to say to each and every one of us. We've prayed prayers of men and women who've gone before us, the church collectively across the globe who are participating in Ash Wednesday services. This is not an individual act of penance. It is a communal confession. The sheer fact is things are not as they should be, and we have our own faults to play in that. And for that, we confess And only when there is mutual confession in a community is there movement forward to looking and acting like Jesus. That is called grace and that is called mercy. We often hold the tension of harping on our sinfulness because there can be shame associated with it, but we want to relinquish the fact that there is a shame culture and we want to get rid of that. We want to confess that, that it has been used to oppress us in our souls and our spirits to uh, cause us to look even less like the image that we are. Guilt is a real thing and it's okay to confess our guilt But the difference between shame and guilt is shame is that you are a mistake. Guilt is that you've made a mistake and we all have fallen short. And we need to make the journey towards the cross in order to experience salvation. So she's going to play another song and we're going to enter into a time of imaginative prayer. She's going to play over the words that are said. And I want you in your space where you're at just to find yourself in a posture of prayer, an intentional position, if you will. You can put your hands in your lap. You can cross them. You can sit up straight. You can lean forward, whatever it is to get yourself in that space. Take a deep breath in. Now exhale through your mouth and imagine yourself now on the mountaintop where Jesus is transformed and transfigured in front of his followers. It's probably windy like it is right now. Feel the wind, experience that. Place yourself on this mountaintop looking at Jesus and he begins to shine forth. His clothes are beautiful white and they shine and he reveals who he truly is in that moment. He has met with the prophets and and the people who who have proclaimed the faith before him on the top of that mountain. And the voice comes and says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him 
Now Peter cries out, we should build tents and we should stay here. And Jesus corrects him. He says, no, Peter, we can't stay here for this is just a glimpse of what is to come. In order for this to be fully revealed, we must descend the mountain. We have to leave this mountaintop and my clothes will become rags torn apart and auctioned off. This shiny radiance will be smeared with blood. So we must descend into this valley together because I love you. And this needs to happen. So imagine yourself now experiencing this, thinking about this, and you have to get up off the ground and you have to take a step. Today, this Ash Wednesday is our first step in our Lenten journey where we reflect on the fact that things are not as they should be, that we have played a part, we've been complicit in the ashes. But we are invited to this journey and we must choose to step forward. This is not to harp shame on us as a community, but for us to come together and to lament and to repent and to repeat and to move forward. Will you step forward with Jesus on this journey? And know this, out of the valley, there is a cross. With all the pain that that encompasses, there is a cross. As much as we don't want to, we are called to follow to that splintery device. That's the tension we hold as we go through Lent. And we know that we have a Christ who co-suffers with us and knows exactly what it's like to be human. And yet there's another side after Lent. But until then, we will be in the wilderness with Jesus. We're going to move into a time where we will place the ashes on your head, the imposition of ashes. Chris and Aaron are going to join me up here. If you feel comfortable to come forward, you may do so when we call you to. If not, you can just receive the moment and the symbolism of this time and what it means to take your step in your Lenten journey. Almighty God, you have created us out of dust of the earth. Grant us these ashes. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and repentance, that we may remember that it is only by your gracious gift that we are given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. You may come forward now and receive the ashes.
A reading from Psalm 103, verses 8 through 14. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as if our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love of those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Until we see you again, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We hope to see you again Sunday for the first Sunday of Lent. We want to embrace this season together as a community, as it forms us, as we grow forward. Uh, We're thankful for your presence. Um, Whether you're giving something up for Lent, fasting, um, or trying to um, learn something new or do something new, um, we pray for God's speed and for the presence of the Holy Spirit to guide you in that. And remember, you are not an individual on a journey. We are in this together. So thanks be to God. Go in peace. We love you. Hopefully we'll see you Sunday. For more resources or information about Kaleo, please visit our website at kaleophx.com or follow us on social media. If this episode has been helpful to you, let us know or share it with someone you know.